0: Welcome to the Singapore Management University podcast series where we feature the latest insights and perspectives from our faculty. In the last couple of decades, we saw an information revolution. Lately, it has been changing the way we think of data. We already see the early ramifications of this evolution in the data landscape in the form of highly personalized web portals and micro-targeted advertising what does this mean for our students what kind of skill sets will they be expected to have one of the first things taught in introductory analytics courses is clustering an algorithm that can find applications in for instance customer segmentation for a marketing campaign on what basis do we decide on the number of customer segments what customer characteristics or variables should we use Of course, we can fall back on our domain expertise to make such decisions. However, the data science way is to look for data-driven decisions. In this podcast, Associate Professor Manoj Tulasidas from SMU's School of Information Systems shares his views on the evolving data landscape and his recent work in data analytics. Professor, what is your research interest and how does it address the demands on our students?
1: My last project over the summer has been to come up with a quality metric for clustering algorithms. Using it, the practitioner can tell a good customer segmentation from a bad one, for instance. I also work on similarly sound and mathematically robust methodologies for clustering and classification. In my view, in the last couple of decades, the information revolution demanded computer literacy of job seekers. The evolving data landscape of today is said to require analytics literacy of them. It's into this changing world that our students are graduating. As a professor in the education track, my research focus is to equip our students with portable skills that will enable them to thrive in the evolving data-centric world. Data analytics is, in large part, applied statistics. Therefore, whatever is taught in data analytics has to be linked back and more to sound statistical concepts. I hope to impart that connection to the foundations through my research work.
0: Could you share with us the reasons behind what you see as the evolving data landscape?
1: We can see four major trends in the data landscape of late. These are what John Henry Ott called a macro trends in his keynote speech at a recent SMU conference and what I would call mega trends. Firstly, there is a veritable data explosion Data is being created at a fast and furious pace. We have ubiquitous wearable devices such as uh, smartphones, Apple Watches, Fitbits, etc., generating data. We have IoT coming up. There is transactional data, website logs, social media, large quantities of unstructured data in the form of images and video being uploaded to the likes of Instagram and Facebook. This is the exponentially growing volume and variety on the supply side of data. In fact, the annual growth rate is an astonishing 47% over the past 15 years. On the demand side, we can see data being consumed at an equally impressive rate. Data-driven insights are used for improving service standards in hospitality, for instance, and business processes in Amazon and Walmart, for example. There are also novel product offerings and even new business models as a direct result of data consumption at large scales. The third trend we can discern is the need for speed when it comes to generating insights from data. Customers and businesses demand insights to be generated in near real time. Consider applications like uh, Google Maps or Waze, where we expect constant update of traffic conditions such as road congestions. This is the so-called velocity requirement of data which can only be satisfied by deploying automated data analytics tools. Lastly, enabling the data explosion and responding to the consumption and velocity requirement are technology innovations and evolutions. The cost of data storage is dropping at an impressive rate, although not as impressive as the data explosion itself. Perhaps more importantly, we have distributed platforms such as Hadoop, cloud-based solutions, and data analytics tools like R and Python that make large-scale data-driven projects a reality. These four trends seem set to continue into the future, which is why I call them mega-trends.
0: Are there any indicators to justify the assumption that data-literate job seekers will be in high demand?
1: I believe the need for expertise in data analytics is widely accepted as conventional wisdom by now. For instance, we can see all domains and schools, not just computer science or information systems, embarking on their own tailored versions of analytics courses, which is great. I think it is a good indicator of the expected form and shape of the job market in the near future. Another indicator, if you need another one, would be found in looking at uh, successful global businesses, not necessarily in the technology sector, You will see data-driven insights being a key aspect, if not the defining differentiator, in every single one of them.
0: Why is a data-driven decision-making system better than one driven by business knowledge? Do you think it will be more accurate?
1: In my view, it would be a mistake to think of one as a substitute for the other. Both have their own advantages and a place in driving the business. Data-driven decision-making systems can automate many tedious processes and uncover untapped business opportunities. Consider, for example, dynamic pricing of airline tickets or insurance premiums, which may not be possible in the absence of automated insight generation, which is a key benefit of data analytics. It can take a lot of management in dealing with a lot of tactical decisions. Strategic decisions, on the other hand, will benefit from sound business acumen of real human beings.
0: From the student's perspective, Are there any risks in focusing on data science? How do we mitigate them?
1: I am old enough to remember the evolution of computer science when it was an emerging field during the early phases of information revolution. It attracted the best and the brightest and held a promising future. As time went by, a second tier of workforce started entering the job market with markedly lower skill levels and depth of knowledge. The net effect was a race to the bottom in terms of job prospects and a blurring of distinction between real computer scientists and mere operators. The former could design and develop impressive algorithms while the latter could only write code in a language or two or support a small set of applications. The race to the bottom trend has started turning around lately thanks partly to the ascendancy of data science. But I suspect a similar race to the bottom may come to pass in the field of data science as well. Another danger is what you alluded to in the previous question. Data science is not a substitute for foundational business knowledge and instincts. In addition to business training, successful data scientists also need good communication skills to be able to jump back and forth between technical and business domains. Thankfully, our graduates shine in both these aspects.
0: Thank you, Professor.
1: Thank you.